on the phone with Dr. Tilson, the state health director in DHHS chief medical officer. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Dr. Tilson, tell me uh, at this very moment, where are we in the fight against COVID today? So our trends are still not in the place that we want them to be. Our cases are still going up. Um, are the number of people that are coming to the emergency department for COVID-like illnesses going up, are what we call our percent positive, the percent of tests, total tests that are positive, are still higher than we want them to be. Um, and our hospitalizations, although they've stabilized a little bit, um, have, been, have been going up, and we really want them to be going down. So we are not where we want to be, um, and we want to try to have all of our numbers going um, down, and we're not seeing them yet. I think one of the most important statistics is we hear about increased testing, which is great, but that percent positive is a really important number. We're not getting more positive tests necessarily because we're testing more, um, but that key tells us that there is actually more infection going on, correct? You're exactly right. There might be. We are doing more testing, so some of our increased case case counts could be because of testing, so there is an element of that. But that percent positive, that's the metrics that helps us um, mitigate that. And what we really want is that percent positive to be lower than 5%, 2 3%. And that then we know we're doing enough widespread testing um, to um, to find a lot of those, those mild or asymptomatic. So, yeah, that percent positive is the metric we use to see, is there really a lot of viral spread or is it just testing? We hear a lot about the three Ws. Can we, you remind everybody what is the three Ws and why are they so important? Absolutely. So wear a face covering, wait six feet apart, and wash your hands. And I'll tell you why each one of those is incredibly important. So the first piece is what we've learned more and more about this virus is that you can be infected and not know it and not have any symptoms, which is different than a lot of our respiratory viruses and a new thing that we are learning from this one, so that you can have the infection and be spreading it and not know. So you wearing a cloth face covering is a way that you could prevent that infection, those respiratory droplets from um, getting out and infecting other people. The second piece is weight six feet apart. What we know about respiratory droplets is that they don't travel probably much more than three or or six feet. So if you can stay six feet away from people, then even if they are admitting those respiratory droplets, there's less of a risk of you getting them infected. And then third, wash your hands, because the other way we know that this virus is spread is that if somebody is um, talking or sneezing or those respiratory droplets land on the surface, and then you touch the surface from your hands, and then you touch your hands to your face and your nose, that's a way that you can then infect yourself. So by washing your hands really well is a way you can protect yourself from um, infecting yourself. And the mask debate has been the thing that a lot of people have been talking about, because I think we can all agree having to wear a mask isn't the most comfortable thing, but it's important. It is important. And, and, um, and there's a couple things, again, new data that we have learned that really helped us um, forge what our policies are. So first, again, as I said, one of the major things we're learning is that there's a high percentage of people, maybe even as close to 50% of people who have the infection that don't have symptoms and they don't know it. So that is a really important piece. The second piece is that data that we've seen now from other countries and other states. Those have had much higher rate of mass wearing. They have seen their case counts go down and their death rate go down, and that is new as well. And I really want North Carolina to be one of those states that now show our case rates going down and our deaths going down, because that will be the way that we'll be able to um, continue to ease restrictions, open up our economy, get our kids back to school. And that's what I think a lot of people are, are really hoping for. It's sort of this, whatever whatever the new normal is going to be, they're getting there as soon as possible. Exactly right. If we can all do our part, you know, there's not going to be one silver bullet. It's going to be all of, all of us 
playing our role, doing all the things they can, and face coverings, consistent face coverings is one piece of that puzzle that can uh, make a huge difference, at least seeing what the experience of other states and countries have been. On the phone with Dr. Tilson, the Chief Medical Officer for North Carolina. Dr. Tilson, I think a lot of people get confused or frustrated as we learn more about the virus because what was okay last week is not okay this week. That is correct. And I know that that is confusing, but right, this is a brand new virus. Remember, this this virus did not exist on the earth until December of 2019. So we were making our policy decisions based on extrapolating from other viruses that might be like it, um, and then always saying we're going to continue to look at the study, look at the data, and then revise our policies based on that. And so we're just learning a lot more about this brand new virus, which is why then we we are um, some of our recommendations are changing. Now, if somebody thinks they may have symptoms, COVID-like symptoms, um, what are some of those things they should be looking for, and then what should they do? Yeah, one of the things, we again, that we're learning about this new virus is that there's a wide range of symptoms that people experience with this virus. So there's some very classic, typical ones. So fever, cough, shortness of breath. But there's other ones, things like um, a change of uh, loss of taste or smell that you're just realizing, I, don't, I can't really taste my food anymore. I can't really smell my food anymore. That's a new symptom that seems specific to this one. Um, we're also seeing um, more what we call nonspecific symptoms, so headache, sore throat, and also we're learning more people with um, vomiting, diarrhea, more gastrointestinal symptoms. So a wide variety of symptoms we can see with this virus. So if you have any of those nonspecific symptoms, then um, talking to your doctor and seeking out testing will be a really good thing to do because if you know that you are positive, then you can put even more of the prevention strategies into place, meaning definitely wearing a mask and then staying home and isolating um, until you're no longer infectious. And getting a test is easier than ever, it seems. There's places all over the place you can get them done now. Yeah, it's still not perfect, and we still know that some people are running into barriers, but much, much better than it was. And so on our website, our DHHS website, we have a link that says find a testing site. We have, uh, I think, more than 530 places, uh, testing sites across the, the state. You can search by zip code and find a testing site that is close to you. Awesome. Now, I want to talk a little bit about masks. Can you tell me what features are important to have in a mask? Yeah, for the general public in a non-healthcare setting, the general public, then a cloth face covering um, is probably sufficient for most people. And that can be a variety of materials, but the most important thing is making sure that it's multi-layer, so having at least two or three layers um, to that to that face covering. And then you also want to make sure that it is um, as snug-fitting as possible to your face, so you're not having big gaps. Um, around your cheeks, but but somewhat um, tight-fitting, so that if you are coughing or sneezing or talking, then those respiratory um, particles can't come out through the through the side. And, and then you also want to make sure that when you put it on, you're putting it on with the straps and you're taking it off with the straps. What you don't want to do is, um, because if you think about it, you're breathing those respiratory droplets into the mask, and if you grab that the fabric in front of your mouth, then you can get those respiratory particles on your hands. Now your hands are infected, and then you can spread the virus that way. So you really don't want to touch the fabric of the mask. You want to only take it on and off from those straps around your ears or behind your head. And in terms of washing, are we still cool with using hand sanitizers or are soap and water still a preferred method? 
Lemon water is still preferred for 20 seconds, um, but if you don't have access to that, then a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol um, is also recommended. Okay. Um, As for returning to this new normal, in an ideal world that we're able to sort of get things back under control, do you see us being able to go back to the way things used to be, or are we always going to now sort of be living in in a slightly adjusted normal? Well, I would say not always, but... Until we have a vaccine, this new normal is going to last a long time. Um, What we have is a large chunk of our population has not had the infection, so they're still susceptible to this infection. So until we have a vaccine and we can get a lot of our people protected, we're still going to have to have this new normal for for a long time. Not forever. Once we have a vaccine, it'll get a lot better. But until we have a vaccine, we're going to need to do this new normal. We did see over the weekend Dr. Fauci talking about a potential vaccine and its effectiveness being between 70 and 75 percent he'd be happy with um for somebody like me who has no idea what that means where does that compare to a typical flu vaccine is that basically what we see with that effectiveness so uh the flu vaccine uh is a couple things with that one when we when we have a typical flu season we often see about three or four or five different flu strains actually circulating at the same time um, and, and what we do is we make the vaccine based on what we see from other countries about six months before they hit the United States. So the flu vaccine is um, typically only about maybe 35 or 40 percent effective. Um, again, one is because we see multiple, multiple flu strains. So mm-hmm. if we had a COVID-19 vaccine that was more like 75 or 80 percent effective, that could be very, very helpful. Great. And as for getting the vaccine, I I know it's sort of looking at a crystal ball to look to see when we might have one. Um, Do you think that's something ideally we could see by the end of the year, or at least least maybe a a date by the end of the year where we might be able to start getting it? Well, um, I would hope so, but I am not sure. Most vaccines take anywhere from three to five years Mm -hmm. to go um, to production. This one has been fast-tracked, and we have actually, the the good news, we had a lot of already um, data um, and science to start with. So um, the the estimation would be about 12 to 18 months. Um, Since this hit in January, 12 months would be January. 18 months would be more like um, mid of next year. So I'm not sure. I know that the federal government is working very, very hard to make this available as quickly as possible. But these things take a really long time because, A, you want to make sure that it's having the right effect, that it is safe, and that it's effective. And that takes a long time to um, to make sure of. We have such a strong medical area here in, in the Triangle. Um, is there a lot being done locally in terms of COVID, in terms of testing or, or advancements that's seeing sort of the forefront of fighting COVID? Well, we definitely have a lot of our health systems, a lot of our federally qualified health centers, our health departments, our medical community, all ramping up and be able to do as much testing as possible, really being able to um, work with our patients and, and do a lot of public education. We're having a fair amount of vaccine trials. We're having a ver- fair amount of trials on um, medication and treatment for it. So I think the fact that North Carolina is a leader in, in medical and health care, that has really helped us in a lot of these different fronts fighting COVID-19. Great. Well, thank you so much for the time this morning. Anything last that you want to uh, let our listeners know about how they can make a difference today? No, I think, again, just taking on those three W's, if we all do those three W's, wearing a face covering when we go out of our house, staying six feet away, um, and washing our hands, those little things done consistently could make a huge, huge difference. Dr. Elizabeth Tilson, the State Health Director and Chief Medical Officer in North Carolina, thank you so much for the time this morning.